0: hour on the whole PG&E blackout thing as the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times took it on uh, with in-depth stories over the weekend. I like the New York Times headline. I think it was the Sunday edition.
1: This did not go well. In, uh-huh. Inside PG&E's blackout control room. I love that. How to turn one of the most technologically advanced places on Earth into a third world nation.
0: Even before PG&E shut off power to more than 700,000 customers in Northern California, things quickly began to go wrong. It goes through all the things that they did wrong, oh, the website, the planning, the... Oh, I thought you were in charge of telling people when they go. No, I thought you were in charge. I mean, it was just a, a cluster blank from the beginning. Wow. A bad idea poorly thought out, is what it was. And then the Wall Street Journal's reporting that there's no reason to think that this isn't going to be going on for the next five years. Right.
1: Even if... Well, given even if, the reasoning that brought us to the... First go round, yeah, of course. Well, their
0: math is even if at this point you dedicated yourself to, we got to get up to speed of a modern, you know, company. Yeah, all these other companies around the country that
1: have you know replaced all this stuff and maintained their gear, maintain cleared the gear land, of- etc. Even
0: yeah. if we do all the right things, not worrying about profit, just worrying about having people have electricity, it could be five years, right. <sighs> years of every time the wind blows you have your electricity turned out for days at a time? Yeah. Wow, how many people will be left in California at the end of that?
1: <laughs> well, there'll be plenty of houses to squat in, because anybody with any sense will flee to a first world state. Speaking of people
0: squatting in California, where half of the country's homeless people reside. The West Coast.
1: Coast bomb explosion.
0: Um, Bill Maher spent a little bit of time talking about that whole thing and uh, and how money gets wasted was his main point.
1: Is that show done in L.A. or uh, New York? It's L.A., yeah. L.A.,
0: okay. Bill Maher's not the kind of guy that's going to leave his, his comfy life. Good for him? Yeah, he's got, he's got it going on. Um, but this is one of his uh, new rules segments from Friday night on HBO.
2: Why can't we help the homeless? If you look around this city lately, you probably are saying to yourself, either the homeless problem is getting worse or camping isn't what it used to be (laughs) you know after world war II, there was a huge housing shortage in L.A. when all the vets returned home and had nowhere to live so the government found some empty space and in a matter of months built Quonset huts for six thousand people all for a total cost of what in today's dollars would be less than 18 million. (laughs) Well, that was then. In the bond measure we passed in 2016 to build housing for the homeless, each unit was projected to cost $140,000, which is more than the asking price for this four bedroom Dutch colonial in Little Falls, New York. (laughs) And now that we're actually building these apartments, the cost for each unit has risen to 531K. How is that possible, you may ask? Do they each come with a Lambo and a Shark Tank? (laughs) Of course, they still make those Quonset huts, and one today would cost about eight grand. But it's hard to skim money off eight grand. But $531,000? Sure. About 40% of that cost goes to something the city calls soft costs, and I call bull**** costs. (laughs) Wow! Hello,
0: yeah, a truth teller. Well, or or kind of a traditional Democrat. I mean, like I don't care about helping the homeless as much as he does, but he he wants to help the homeless, (laughs) but he doesn't want the
1: government to just waste money. Right? That's a smart uh, Democrat. That's a smart liberal. Yes, I want the tax money to be used productively, not just thrown at it, so I seem like a good person at my book club. But if you're kind
0: of the modern uh, Twitter lefty...
1: College-educated female suburban voter.
0: Paying any attention to how the money is spent is just that's someplace you don't want to go. Right. That makes you sound like a Republican. We have another clip on that uh, from that segment? Oh, give me more.
2: Layer upon layer of middlemen, inspectors, contractors, lawyers, lobbyists, and oh yes... Labor unions, too. And my favorite, consulting. A lot of consulting going on in America these days. Everyone seems to need consulting. Apparently nobody in America anymore knows what the f*** they're doing. (laughs) So we need consultants to come in and be paid to tell you how to do the job you're supposed to do. Oh, and until the $531,000 apartments are built, we're putting special porta-potties near the homeless camps, which cost 320000 each for porta-potties. That's some good s**t.
0: <laughs> so as you could hear there, his crowd was not as enthused with some of his, uh, what he had to say as, as he was. They weren't but sure what to think. If Gavin Newsom went with that kind of Democratic viewpoint... That all these consultants and environmentalists and inspectors and the unions getting all this money to where we have to spend a half million dollars for an apartment for a homeless person. I mean, if you went with that view, you could stay in, in charge as a Democrat and get a lot of people on board. I'd
1: vote for you. You know, it's, um, I'm sure, speaking of people who are good at their jobs, the attorneys, especially who own the legislature of uh, Corruptive California, if the state announces. Um, we're going to do affordable housing 50 units. It's going to have this big a footprint on the land. Here's where it's going to be. I'll bet the uh, phony environmental lawsuit attorneys can immediately project the revenue to themselves from that project. I mean, they're pretty good at their jobs and they're Mm -hmm. smart people. If you're going to, say, have a city block become an apartment complex, an affordable apartment complex, I guarantee you they know that's worth a certain millions of dollars in phony environmental lawsuits, which will then be investigated. And the investigators can project their revenue from that that fraud. And they're working together. They know each other. They go to lunch. They play golf at the same clubs. And then they're, you know, and then the unions say, oh, good, could we can count on X millions of dollars from that project as well. And it's an enormous profit center. Oh, if you go away from the show, you never listen again. And you only remember one thing. Remember this government and government spending is an enormously profitable business. If you still have that naive view that, well, the taxpayers get together and they decide what the our money should go toward and. We make the world a better place. You know, I I would urge you to uh, set your your phone to a little earlier wake-up time and wake up! (laughs) It's an enormously profitable business. Now you can go. Go. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.
0: And if you as a local government official aren't making money off of this, your wife who works for whatever firm or your husband or your brother or whatever, Mm -hmm. that's where the money's going
1: because they're the ones that got hired. It's, you know. Sure. This is the way it works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is why the founding papas, way back in the 1700s, read what they wrote. They, they describe this in detail. And they say, look, people are always going to behave this way. You can put in whatever safeguards you can try, but people will always bilk the taxpayers. They will always accumulate more and more power. So the only thing you can do is systematically limit. The size and scope of government. It's the only defense a free people have. So listen, here's this Constitution. Here are these limitations on government. In the words of Ben Franklin, here's a republic if you can keep it.
0: Trump is out to make dishwashers great again. Actually, his administration is. I don't know if he even knows about this, but uh, make dishwashers great again. Learn something over the weekend. Also, what was the other thing I was getting? I had. What the other, what the, I, I do know. not know, sir. Is this something? Oh, got a debate tomorrow night and a couple of things to keep your eye on uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier. I
1: have one hope. I have one beautiful, beautiful hope. Fantastic. Joe's Joe's hope
0: coming up. It's a dream, really, a beautiful dream. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I'll tell you what it is. It's anti-Italian discrimination. Columbus Day is a day of Italian pride.
3: It's our holiday, and they want to take it away.
2: Fuck
0: them! But I never liked Columbus.
4: <laughs> hey,
0: In Napoli, a lot of people are not so happy for Columbus. Because he was from Genoa. What's the problem with Genoa? The north of Italy always have the money and the power. They punish the South since hundreds of years. Even today, they put up their nose at us like we're peasants. I hate the North. Easy.
1: Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the Sopranos dealing with Columbus Day back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> what there a some, stupid, there... stupid holiday. Well, there's some protests, right, at a statue of Columbus, and they showed up to maybe rough up the protesters.
0: And I'm not saying it's stupid because I'm one of those, uh... I'm tired of the word woke, but... I'm one of those people that's, you know, worried about, oh, the Indians, I'm not worried about that. It's just dumb. Just do away with all these fake holidays where the government takes a day off and we pay for them to have a day off. I want to do
1: away with them. Oh, my.
0: It's just dumb.
1: Um, Anti-holiday fundamentalist.
0: We have got a debate tomorrow night
1: being forced upon us. Oh,
0: boy. Three
1: hours. A dozen numbskulls Twelve candidates. Here's,
0: Here's your two big questions.
1: They're not all rum skulls. That three. was unfair.
0: Three big things, I think. One, uh, just two weeks after a heart attack, can Bernie Sanders stand there for three hours Endure. under the hot
1: lights? He's going to have to lie down during commercials. I
0: guarantee you, your doctor would not recommend you do that um, This soon after a heart attack. Is Joe Biden, as he has said over the weekend, ready to become more aggressive in defending himself? That'll be interesting to see. Yes. And with Elizabeth Warren at the top of some polls, does she finally take some incoming? I think those are your big three questions for tomorrow night's debate. So.
1: Yes. Yes. Do we still have the uh, our favorite clip of, uh, what's her name, the CNN anchorette and Scaramucci arguing about polls? Or was that Cohen that she was arguing with, Michael Cohen? That was Cohen. What polls? Yeah. Polls, I don't know. Some of them, all of them. Uh, my favorite poll-related clip of all time. Here's my hope. Some, a couple of the lesser known candidates who really ought to go away. They're going to go after Biden on the Hunter Biden corruption thing. And um, <clears throat> and he's going to say, ah, oh, that's right. They prepped me for this. Here's where I get all forceful. And he'll do a terrible job at it. He'll just come off as a doddering old fool. Maybe he'll tell another story about corn pop. It just won't go well. Meanwhile, Elizabeth takes some for being uh, a Santa Claus socialist from Biden, utterly unrealistic. And she takes on water as well, which means we're back to Cory Booker and Mayor Pete and Tulsi Gabbard and the rest of it. And then Hillary starts making noise and the Hillary thing I, more noise.
0: I I want the Hillary thing to be true just because it's exciting I uh, got an inside source who says sh- she has not uh, visited any of the early states and has not talked to any of the money people, which you absolutely would do mm. if you were considering running.
1: Mm. So, Her connections go deep, though, Jack. Wide and deep. Terry McAuliffe quietly pays a visit to somebody off the record. I could see it happening underground. Yeah. Very quietly. Um, Why do you pee on my dreams? Leave my dreams alone.
0: The Trump administration wants to make dishwashers great again.
1: Yes. I didn't know this.
0: But once I read it, it became evident. It's actually from the editorial board in the Wall Street Journal. Make dishwashers that clean again. I didn't know this. So your uh, your manby-pamby care about the environment types. Put so much pressure on the <laughs> manufacturers with a v- variety of regulations. That's why your dishwasher doesn't clean anything like it used to. And takes so long. So my dishwasher, I'm amazed at how long the cycle is. Oh, yeah. It used to be your dishwasher would run about an hour. And it would get so bleeping hot that it would clean anything off of there.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's the way everybody's dishwasher was growing up, your mom's, yours, everybody's. Now they run on an average about two and a half hours, and the water doesn't even get close to the temperature it used to get to. And that's why, because I have food on plates and stuff that just didn't used to happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, like when I was a kid. I thought we were going to talk about horrendous chemicals or something. It's about hot nope. water. Or? It's about hot water and saving energy. So they put all these energy oh, for restrictions. for goodness sakes. They put all these energy restrictions on the makers. So the Edis, the Wall Street Journal said the Trump administration's pushing back to try to change the regulations so the manufacturers can go back to making dishwashers. They get the water super hot. So it only takes an hour and it gets your stuff clean.
1: So I'd imagine it takes I'm less water, too.
0: Yeah, that's one of the confusing things. But yeah. um, So anyway... Wow. Not a hugely important thing, but that's one of those things where you don't even, you didn't even notice. It just kind of vaguely seems worse. Just stuff getting crappier because your government won't allow companies to make the good stuff. Yep. It's just frustrating. And how often does that happen in so many different ways?
1: Well, and it's, and there's actually a giant victory in the courts that we didn't talk about. I'd meant to, but we just never got to it against the EPA's insane and almost hilariously dumb uh, navigable waters of the United States rules. Right up there with the Ninth Circuit courts, you can't enforce anti camping ordinances unless you have a bed for every junkie. Um, in terms of stupidity, but uh, the whole I'm just a middle, I mean, the idea that that's how laws get passed, Congress writes them and votes on them. And no, no, no. That's about a tenth of our laws. The rest of them are Congress says, yeah, yeah, start up an EPA, would you to protect the environment, and, and pass whatever uh, regulations you need to. And so they come up with a zillion regulations. You never hear about them. They include, you know, no dishwasher can have water that's more than 105 degrees. And nobody voted on them. Just bureaucrats. People don't even know about it. Write them and enforce them. And if you violate them, they fine you. And if you don't pay your fines, you go to jail. That's a law. But, yeah, nobody even knows they exist. And there are so many of them, nobody even knows how to begin counting them, those laws. Could Bernie sit on a chair tomorrow night? Or would that, that would just be too much of a, I'm weak? I think maybe a high stool behind the lectern, he's so you can kind of tell he's sitting, but not got to right. get the old
0: FDR metal legs, holding up things. So that yeah. handy. Braces. <laughs> um, what's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? <laughs> well,
3: Iran joining Russia and Syria against Turkey's attacks on the Kurds. The day before the debate, Bernie unleashing a volley against Elizabeth Warren and just named the world's most valuable company.
0: Bernie, 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 shh, Bernie, Bernie. You wouldn't think there'd be anybody that could attack Elizabeth Warren from the left.
1: That's not helping. If that makes her look more moderate, that's not good for my people. Who are your people? Uh, people who are substantially right of Elizabeth Warren in terms of the size and scope of government. Um, well, you're right. This could get so interesting. Oh, man, if people are going around saying, no, she's actually pretty moderate. I mean, she's way right of Bernie. No, 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 no. That's not good. <laughs> Somebody attack her from the from the right. Make her look like a lefty. She's a lefty. She's a, please.
0: And we've got some astounding tape Joe played earlier in the show. If you haven't heard it yet, stay tuned. (laughs) We got this text. It's Columbus Day. Shouldn't Elizabeth Warren be canoeing around Alcatraz or something? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's funny. Oh my God! Trump should hit her with some sort of snarky thing. <laughs> oh boy!
1: Sorry about what happened to your people, exactly, Elizabeth.
0: Uh, I, he he's not going to take shots at Elizabeth. I think he wants Elizabeth to get the nomination. Yeah, he's crazy mm-hmm. if he doesn't. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips.
3: Well, I got to tell you, things are really heating up in Syria. You got Syrian and Russian troops now heading to the border. It's being reported to help the Kurds. Repel the
1: advancing Turkish forces. So now you got, wait, wait, Russian troops fighting against Turkey? They just sold them a weapons system, which enraged NATO, and been getting closer, and now they're, oh boy. These are the early reports that are coming in, but as you said, in
3: the fog of war, let's sort all these out over the next few days, but Kurdish troops have turned to the Syrian government and to Russia for help as the U.S. forces have moved out of the region. And now Iran's president is weighing in, urging Turkey to stop the military offensive against the Kurds.
1: Well, it, this makes sense because, remember, that Erdogan, the Turks, what they want to do is carve out a safe zone yeah. to keep them, keep the Kurds away from them. Correct. Okay? Well, that safe zone ain't being carved out of Indiana. It's being carved out right. of Syria. So Assad's thinking, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Uh, who's, uh, you know, who's my current, who's the enemy of my enemy today? Right, right. And it's the Kurds. Hassan, Rassan, Hassan
3: Rouhani, rather, said at a press conference, we do not accept the method they have chosen. And Iran and Russia have allied with the Syrian government, so it could be, uh, you know, the uh, forces are massing, it looks like.
0: So my understanding this was clarified by the Secretary of Defense yesterday yesterday. When he was on, he said, first of all, this is a 200-year-old conflict at least between various Kurds and Turkey and Syria. And secondly, Turkey didn't move after the president made his announcement. Turkey told the president, we're going into Syria. Right. And then the president had the choice of leaving the 50 soldiers there or not. Right. You might disagree with his decision, but that's the... timeline of how things happen.
1: It has not been described that way virtually anywhere. I think it's bad reporting. Meanwhile,
3: former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis believes that because of all this, ISIS will be coming back. Mattis, on meet the press. ISIS is not defeated. We have got to keep the pressure on ISIS so they don't recover. We may want a war over. We may even declare it
0: over. Uh, You can pull your troops out, as President Obama learned the hard way Mm -hmm. uh, out of Iraq. But the enemy gets a vote, we say, in the military. And in this case, if we don't keep the pressure on, then ISIS will resurge. It's, it's absolutely
1: uh, a given that they will come back. I think what Mattis would say to what we're saying is, if uh, the president had said to Erdogan, no, we're not leaving. In fact, adding 50 more guys. You, so much as uh, give one of our guys a bruise, uh, it'll go very, very badly for you. He should have called Erdogan's bluff.
0: I got, you know, you got to admit that if if you told the same story with Barack Obama backing down to Turkey yep. this way, he'd be getting killed in conservative media. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Had another little hiccup along the way. China now says it wants additional talks before signing any new trade agreement with the U.S. We got Multiple sources say China is pushing for those discussions to take place prior to signing what President Trump called a very substantial phase one deal on Friday. Now come on China! Democratic presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders says he is ready for the big debate tomorrow. He told ABC's this week he's recovering well from his heart attack and he can't wait to return to a very vigorous campaign.
0: So I just talked to a uh, person who works around here who had a heart attack and I said could you have done three hours on stage two weeks after your heart attack? And he said yeah. He said, physically, I could have, but he said, mentally, I can't imagine doing it. Just because you're still in that holy crap. I mean, right. you, you know, you have the the big uh, BWD brush with death. Right. Um, you know, it, it it re it takes you a while to sort things out. What's important to me and what's not now, and right, all that sort of stuff. And it is kind of hard to imagine just just keeping right on same thing. This it doesn't creep into his mind. I'm probably not gonna win. I'm almost 80 years old. I just had a heart attack. Do my wife and I want to do this for the next year? Travel
3: around to Ohio and That's the
1: great thing about communism, Jack. It keeps you young.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And looking forward to tomorrow's debate for the first time, Bernie is drawing contrast with Elizabeth Warren, who has pulled ahead of him in the polls. There are
1: differences between Elizabeth and myself. Elizabeth, I think, as you know, has said that she's a capitalist through her
2: bones. I'm not. I am, I believe, the only candidate... Who's going to say to the ruling class of this country, the corporate elite, enough, enough with your greed and with your corruption. We need real change in this country.
0: You got a guy on stage in third place in the Democratic Party blasting capitalism. Yes. That is not something that would have happened very many years ago.
1: And suggesting the way to deal with government corruption is to make the government much bigger. I said, what planet are you on, Bernie? She's
0: a capitalist to her bones. I am not. I think Elizabeth Warren is happy to stand on stage and say, hey, Bernie, say that louder. Can you lean into oh, the microphone? She loves that. And say that louder. Go ahead and be the socialist on the stage. Take a minute to clear your throat and then say it again. <laughs> I'd just like to repeat what Bernie said earlier. I'm a capitalist.
3: Yeah, she's loving that. Well, it does appear in the battle of the business titans. Apple is now reclaiming the title of the world's most valuable company.
0: Congratulations, a- Apple. I'm a stockholder.
3: Apple overtook Microsoft this morning in market cap based on all their recent filings. Apple's value is $1.74 trillion. Wow. Uh, Microsoft is uh, about $8 billion less than that. My, oh my. You suck. Somebody has money. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's in third place. Google Parent. Alphabet is in fourth.
1: Microsoft, the- you're practically Radio Shack. Go away.
3: <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall <laughs> Phillips <laughs> on the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
1: So,
0: is there any way to describe this audio we're going to hear coming up uh, that doesn't ruin it?
1: Dom, um, your girl. Uh, yeah. There are people in this fine country. That it would take twenty-five years to come to any sort of a meeting of the minds with. I mean, they're just you're from Pluto and they're from Mars, or whatever that book was. Uh, this is this. You'll think about this for the rest of the day. Mm. It's coming up in moments.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Quoting the Wall Street
0: Journal, no U.S. utility has ever blacked out so many people on purpose. More on that coming up in a second.
1: Third world crap. So, I got to... uh, Somebody brought this to my attention the other day. It's uh, some news footage from, uh, I believe, Pennsylvania. But, um... It's a bit of a different worldview from yours and mine. I think it's a fairly well-contained, self-contained news report we will discuss after you listen to this.
4: In your own hand And bring a gun to work for safety, period. These siblings are furious. Their brother, who police say was an armed robber, was gunned down by a store clerk. The pair acknowledges it was, he, that he was wrong for Roosevelt Bradley to try and rob the Dollar General on North Gettysburg Avenue. But they say the clerk shouldn't have had a gun at work. Rochelle and Joan Rapley say their younger brother, Roosevelt Rapley, was the second of ten siblings killed by gunfire. I still don't believe it by the end of the day. I don't believe my brother is dead, like, it ain't kicked in yet. And they're furious about how it happened. That's, that's not what. Police say a Dollar General clerk shot and killed 23-year-old Roosevelt, who showed a gun and demanded cash Wednesday.
3: The witnesses indicated that the weapon was brandished and pointed at, at employees.
4: The siblings recognize their brother's wrongdoing responsibility, but not all. But they say that still doesn't warrant the clerk's actions. Right and wrong is wrong. That was wrong for that clerk to shoot my brother in the chest. Yes, he's robbed y'all. Oh Well, call police. That's what y'all supposed to do. Y'all not supposed to take matters in your own hands. If that's the case, I'm take matters in my own hands. Police say the clerk was legally allowed to have the gun. Meanwhile, officers are looking into the possibility. Rapley may have been involved in several other commercial robberies.
1: So the, uh, the brother really didn't have much to say other than he's shocked that his brother is dead, and I can certainly understand uh-huh. that, but the sister outraged that the store clerk had a gun and used it when her brother stuck a gun in that clerk's face. You're supposed to call the cops. You're not supposed to take matters into your own hands. I was just wrong. It's an
0: interesting way to
1: look at it. Oh, boy. Wow. Where do you begin? What if your uh, your brother hadn't decided to, uh, well, you know, rob the place at gunpoint? What, have you gotten shot?
0: How do you police or or serve as a politician
1: somebody with that attitude of the world? You pander to them with dumb stuff. That is something. Yeah, I'm telling you. (laughs) What are you going to say? Feel free to say it. I've got a request of the nation's media. You can't just use the name of some alleged celebrity in the headline or the story, in the headline especially, because, number one, I can't memorize the names of all these hotties who will not mean anything in a week and a half. There's a headline from the San Diego Union Tribune. Um, I don't have it here. There it is. Uh, Aubrey O'Day forced to remove shirt in front of plane passengers. I'm like, what's an Aubrey day? I don't have any idea. There's her picture. dyed blonde hair. Enormous breasts. Uh, there we go. Okay. 35-year-old singer and reality TV personality. Thank you. Said a male flight attendant forced her to remove her shirt in front of a plane full of passengers because he found it offensive. She didn't have another shirt, so the flight attendant made me turn it inside out in order to fly. I literally had to have my breasts in a bra out in front of everyone around me in order to not be kicked off the flight, she said. What did her shirt say? Um, I don't know. It never happened. Oh, it didn't happen? It, of course okay. it didn't. I mean, no, I don't. I don't know that it didn't happen, but I'm telling you that it didn't happen. <laughs> and Union Tribune, you're better than this. So some enormous-breasted fake celebrity... There she is up there claims that an American Airlines flight attendant made her bear her boobs in front of the attendants and it, uh, the, uh, uh, the flyers. And it was humiliating. And now she would just like to be interviewed a lot. Please. Come on. If you can't see that this is phony on its face, you got to get out of journalism. All right. You got to go be the guy who towels off cars and car washes, because you're not smart enough to run the soap machine, all right? No offense to people who are working their way up, up through the world of car washes, but please, please.
0: So it was roughly 500 years ago today that Columbus, uh, Christopher Columbus, stepped on shore and said, hey, get off of our land! Right. To the Indians. And what they, are you
3: doing here?
0: And they politely moved to the, uh, the west side. Right. Right. And no, we, the correct see, it,
1: people, took over the land. Are there any uh, I don't know squalid reservations we could move to? Well, yes. I, I
0: don't I don't know why this is a holiday. I don't I don't know what's going on here.
1: It's a gift to uh, Italian Americans back in the day. Well, then rename it something some else. some politician said, "Heck yeah, I'm with the uh, Italians." In fact, I'm ready to uh, to declare Columbus Day a holiday. Yay! Say Italian immigrants, and he got the Italian votes for the next generation. All right. Columbus Day. And it day. continues? Not M- M- Magellan Week or <laughs> Amerigo Vespucci Day or anything? Please. Explore. I remember, explorers were such an emphasis in our elementary schools. Are they anymore? Uh, no, I doubt it. Unless I don't think they're- they're kids. It's probably gone the other way, that they're portrayed as uh, horrendous exploiters of something or other.
0: I, I, at the time, thought, why do I need to know this much about the various explorers? A little bit is fine to get to know that. Okay, it's just you know, civilization got to this point, and then some of it got good enough boats to go out here. But yeah, that's like an hour conversation. Right. <laughs> it's right. Not, it's not the whole year of learning about circumnavigating the Earth and the first to do this and the second to do that.
1: Right. I'm thinking about all the, and I guess Seinfeld had a bit about this. It doesn't matter. That show was on 100 years ago. But, um, I mean, sure, Columbus, and I threw out the little Vespucci there. Uh, Magellan, DeSoto, Hudson. Now if you live in New York, you can see just, knowing about Hudson. But
0: that's just not stuff. If you're going to if you're going to boil down the things you can teach kids in school in the limited amount of time you have, none of that stuff makes my list.
1: Right, very sailors of uh, the days it, of it, York.
0: and and the only reason it bothers me because you know I'm I'm uh, thriving as an adult. Um, uh, so it didn't I, hold I, you okay. back. Apparently, I survived it. But um, if if they were that far off track when I was a kid, there's no reason to think they're not that far off track now. You have so many hours per day to teach a kid, and I'm not a big. Why am I learning this? I don't ever need to know it. Um, certainly about a lot of things like kids say with math and everything, and you Mm. have to explain them all the ways, but there is a lot of crap I learned that just, I would have been fine never knowing it. It's practically only interesting as a trivia question. Sure. Um, and how can we not do a better job with all these
1: decades, centuries of having practice educating kids, figuring out what to teach them? Well, it's very much of the time. And the time right now is insane, wildly left political attitudes that professors cook up because they have no interaction with the real world. And then they teach the, the, the teachers and the administrators, and they get their advanced degrees being thoroughly indoctrinated in these lunatics, and they pitch all this crazy stuff. Now, I think back in the day, part of it had to do with... The name of the guy who first sailed up the Mississippi, was that DeSoto? Why
0: would you ever need to know that? Honest to God, come up with a scenario. Game show
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's I, I, yeah.
0: And and you know, and still complaining about mild childhood. Never learned a word about World War II. The biggest conflict in human history.
1: Well, the Mississippi would have been completely undiscovered if it were not for Brave DeSoto and his men. Yeah, I don't know. And it was only men because of sexism. Oh, there's already an Elvis of throat singing, now presenting Armstrong and Getty. Final a little throat singing for you. Here's that was your long enough. Here's your host Joe. Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. Michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought. Yeah, I'll do what I always do every
2: Columbus Day. I go to the Olive Garden dressed as a sailor and I say I discovered breadsticks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> beautiful uh, Marshall Phillips our esteemed
3: newsman final thoughts well, I just gotta point out one of the life's uh, greatest gifts happen to be good friends and two of my best have been visiting me over the last few days and it's been fantastic cool yeah you know, just a chance to sit down get yep. caught up get advice because I'm trying to do
1: some things like sell my house and you know we've, we've really it's been great That's good. That's really nice. Uh, Positive Sean is off today, up to God knows what. Hopefully getting a haircut. (laughs) Hippie.
0: Jack, do you have a final thought for us? My final thought is kind of similar theme to Marshall's as I spent the weekend with my kids. Uh, The boys did a little uh, day trip. We just drove a couple hours away, stayed at a hotel with a heated indoor pool, pretty much ate, and then came back. And had such a good time. I mean, it was just freaking fantastic. And you can't buy stuff at the mall that gives you right. that level of satisfaction. You can't. No, 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 Yet no. Yet no. people continue to try.
1: Yeah, yeah. We ought to agree who has the, uh, f- uh, the, the most positive and life-affirming final thought, and they can go last. Because I'm going to embitter everybody again. <laughs> so you've got this condemned Trump video of Donald Trump sh- lighting Bernie Sanders head <laughs> on fire and shooting CNN and the rest of it. It is the definition of horrifying. It is horrifying. And it is hilarious. Uh, Make your own judgment about the controversial video. It's at armstrongandgetty.com. Trump just condemned
0: it in a tweet. It's difficult to defend. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. And it's
1: so funny. But don't watch it and don't like it. Uh, Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: God bless America. If you're a regular on Fox, you'd be Trump's secretary of defense by the end of the day. <laughs>
1: yeah. Armstrong and Getty.